Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is my pro wrestling show as the title would lead you to believe. Now before I do get going, I'm going to do, I always do cheap plugs. I'm going to do another cheap plug because I've actually got a brand new podcast I've started doing where I just talk about life. I just ramble on for around about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, in episode one, we actually talk about Avengers Endgame because I just wanted to talk about Avengers Endgame. It's called Why with Simon Miller because I'm hilarious and you can listen to it on YouTube, iTunes. Uh, it's on Spotify finally. The podcast I listen to now isn't on Spotify, but that one is anyway. If you go check it out and you could go subscribe, that would rock. It should be on your podcast app of choice. And as always, like I say, it's supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Even a dollar helps. Let's get on with it. Uh, it was technically the third episode of the week, but also the second one. Makes no sense. Paradox in terms. But it is the episode where we reach out to the patron and we get a patron member on. And today, I've got Dora. Dora, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Simon? I'm very well. We had some fun with Skype and technical issues before we began. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Always how I like to get warmed up before talking about some wrestling. Uh, now, Dora, first and foremost, you've been on the podcast yeah. before, so thank you so much. Let's pick, I've got loads of different topics to talk about today, but before we get there, I always think it's good. I want to know more than anything. Tell mm-hmm. me how you got into wrestling. Tell me why you love it. And, you know, I guess given the, uh, the recent events, you can tell me why you hate it as well. But, you know, <laughs> how long have you been watching? Like, where, where's your, what's your era? Like, where's your time? Um, I, I think I started watching like in 92, um, thanks to my older cousin, he used to come over every weekend and just like, Hey, let's watch wrestling. And me being a six year old girl, I'm like, okay, why not? (laughs) (laughs) And so somehow, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. I, um, ended, I would end up recording the pay-per-views on tape. Oh yeah. For, and for some reason I was always like. I was always entranced by the Undertaker versus Undertaker match in SummerSlam 94. I don't know why. I used to rewatch that match over and over again. Plus the King of the Ring match, the one where it's him and Yokozuna in a casket match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would watch that one first and then watch uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker because I was a dork. (laughs) (laughs) And so I... I basically watched it on and off for the rest, all of my life, like the rest of my life. There were moments where I would just, I don't know, I would just get disinterested or TV would be a priority at the time because we didn't have DVR back then. Yeah. So, and, and so I would stop watching for like a few months, maybe a year, and then I'd just be like, oh, hey, wrestling's on. I wonder what's happening with WWE and try to get back into it and... And it's been like that basically the last, I think, 10 years I've, I've been like that. It's right. just recently right. where I've, I I want to say the last maybe two, three years where I just started really getting back into it again. I'm really happy you brought up Undertaker versus Undertaker, actually, because that is, to me, Undertaker, Undertaker from SummerSlam, if you haven't seen it, you can go watch it now on the WWE Network. 
I think it's something that really sums up how you change as a wrestling fan. Because when yeah. I first saw Undertaker versus Undertaker, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen. I can't yeah, exactly. believe The Undertaker is going to fight. The <laughs> but you watch it now and you're like, right, the other dude looks nothing like him. <laughs> He's, he's not, a little smaller. He's a little smaller, and clearly yeah. it's just a guy that's dressed up as The Undertaker. And he's every, bootleg Undertaker. He is. He, if you want to know who that was as well, if you don't know, it was Chains from DOA. Just some trivia. Oh, if you care. Yeah. nice. Um, but and, and that, I, I kind of, I always try and keep that in the back of my head. It's funny you bring it up because I think that kind of underlines, you know, as mad and as, as uh, critical as we can get of pro wrestling. The point is when we started watching it as kids... You know, we, we were able to suspend our belief to such a degree that mm. we didn't even care that we saw a fake guy fighting a real guy. We went, yeah, they're the same. Yeah. They're the same. And I and that I always keep that and stuff like that. And oh, there's a bunch of stuff I keep in the back of my head. So that's cool. So when you did start getting back into it second time around, obviously something invests you. What do you think about it, the product now? Because, you know, I'm a positive guy. If anyone's <laughs> into this podcast before, you know, I like it. I'll be the first to hold my hands up and say, uh, this week that we're recording, which is the Raw and SmackDown, uh, just uh, the week or two weeks after Superstar Shake-Up, you know, in the Money in the Bank build-up, in case you just stumble across this on the future, was not good television. It was really oh, boring. Oh, no, it was not. Yeah, nothing happened. Uh, you know, the only reason I'm going to tune in next week is because I'm that's part of my life routine and it's my job. I'm very lucky. But even as a fan, the only reason I'll tune in is because I, I, I tune in. It was, it, it was dull. So yeah, give me your, give me your take though, because you know, everyone's got different opinion. See this week. Yeah. This week was plain boring. Like I had it on, but I wasn't really paying attention. Like it was one of those where I'm like, yeah, it's background noise. There's nothing this, nothing this week that, actually had me you know captivated or you know what i mean like yeah, no, definitely. actually like actually like interested in what was going on granted the kofi kingston kevin owens thing yeah i was actually paying attention to that because i'm actually interested to see where that's going um but then some of the other storylines with just the way they introduced the money in the bank participants it was just like really are we really just going to say, hey, these are the eight people that are going to be in the match? There you go. No buildup at all. No, I know. It was so, it was so lazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it was lazy. So now, granted, like the last maybe year, it's just been like, what are you guys doing, WWE? Like, you're making me not want to watch this anymore. But I still watch it because there are wrestlers that I actually do really like. And from time to time, there's actually really good matches that I want to see. But storyline-wise, there's nothing there that makes me want to come back. At least not right now after after Mania. So, I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's... Like, I hate watching wrestling, but I also love watching wrestling. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think the best thing about wrestling in in 2019 is it's stuff like this that we're doing now right now wwe is certainly in a slump but yes. because we get to talk about it and because we get to share our opinions back and forth that's why it gets interesting like the community that has sprung up around wrestling which was always there but gets made gets made shorter a smaller i should say by social media that's the really cool thing and that's definitely what keeps me invested aside from i get to do all the fun stuff but um yeah like i i think without that if we didn't have an outlet I, I think things would be a lot worse. 
Uh, worse, yeah. worse is too strong. We're just in a slump. We're in a slump. That's it. And- yeah, we're in a slump. I mean, right now with WWE, I guess Vince is blaming the lack of stars for the ratings, which I completely think it's BS because, again, you don't give us storylines for us to actually want to invest in. At least long-term storylines. You keep, you keep like change. He keeps changing his mind every week, every show, and there's no consistency. So, granted, people are not going to want to watch anymore. Just especially if the shows are boring, like it was this week. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you, you pointed something out there. I actually want to tie into something that's literally happening on the internet right now because there's plenty of news out there to suggest that yeah, Vincent Mann basically gets a show and he rips it up. And he, he rewrites yeah. Raw, and even when Raw starts, he's still th- writing. He's it. still writing. Like there's enough info. I think there's enough out there that we can say, okay, it's rumor and speculation, but the the relevant and the right people are reporting on it. And literally right now, uh, I always have my my tweet deck or my Twitter open in the corner of my screen when I'm using my computer. It's just it's just there. And as we were having a chat, I saw a a, a Twitter thread. It was hilarious because you were saying something, and I was like, well, Dora stuff's happening right now because I don't know whether you would have seen this I don't know who would have seen this obviously this is going to go up on the Sunday the I just give the date the 5th this is happening right now on Sunday the 4th at half past 4 my time that's BST so Roman Reigns I'm just going to read it to you Roman Reigns tweeted literally uh, where literally an hour ago he tweeted I'm back on SD live but I still have some business on Raw I'll see you all Monday straight away I wanted to shoot myself in the head because I hate the fact they don't care yep. about the brand split anymore but then about five minutes ago, oh no, 20, 10 minutes ago, so 45 minutes after Roman Reigns has tweeted, WWE tweeted, WWE officials had learned of Roman Reigns' desire to appear on Raw, but as of now, and due to his obligations as a SmackDown <laughs> superstar, he will not be appearing on Monday Night Raw. Now look, this is a storyline. This is a work. There's no way, especially Roman Reigns, company guy. I like Roman Reigns, but look, he's a company guy. He's not yeah. going to go into, into business for himself. But something's going on. And look, let's 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 get in hard, man. Let's get in hard. The ratings were so bad this week, people in WWE will be scared because they are record lows. SmackDown did beneath 2 million. Uh, Raw was like 2.1 million. Again, as I said on a video recently, nine years ago or whatever it was when TNA had their big uh, Monday night show, they did 2.2 million. So they did more. <laughs> and I understand it's different times, but that's not good. So something's going on here. Wow. So, so Dora, I, I'll throw it out to you. What's going on? What What is Roman Reigns doing? What What is the plan here? I actually did see that tweet and I wanted to bring it up to you. I did see the Roman Reigns tweet and I thought it was pretty hilarious. And I can actually, I was able to hear you screaming in my head, like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, why? Why is he going to Raw? There is no reason for him to go to Raw other than, oh, we want ratings boost. He's on SmackDown. If you didn't want him to move to SmackDown, then why did you put him put him on the show? Now it's just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it's very frustrating as a fan because we think we we know how we're gonna be how they can fix it, but. T- in reality, there's like there's more than one factor in that to fix the ratings. But yeah, I that Roman Reigns thing is just I I, I just want to scream at Vince. Just why why are you doing this to us? Why are you doing this to us, old man? Well, I think I think it will be the start 
of a storyline that WWE considers worthy enough of of sparking something right that that this is my i don't know this is complete speculation on my part but i would guess you know we're two day 48 hours from raw i assume it's all been meticulously planned mm-hmm. and and this is whatever this is you know I mean, like this roman reigns if someone's going to put a gun to my head and ask i will say he's 100 percent turning up on raw and that's gonna, oh, yeah. that's going to tie into some kind of under siege angle or anti mcmahon i don't know i don't know but i would absolutely say this is the start everything you saw this week and all that if you if you're into wrestling news sites and things like that all the panic and the stress that you've heard been going on behind the scenes this is the reaction to it again could be absolutely wrong but it just seems too well it's it seems too well thought out so i guess my point is now i'm sitting here thinking what are they going to do i mean is roman reigns going to come back on raw and and win the universal championship i mean i'm i'm you know overdoing it here but i can't think of you know because you just hit the nail on the head it's interesting from a social media point of view but in terms of a uh, you know, we just saw, my point being, we just saw Roman Reigns on Raw. Like, if Roman yeah. Reigns hadn't been on Raw in like a year, I'd be like, oh, what's Roman Reigns doing? Mm-hmm. But you know, when we're two weeks down the line, and I meant to, and don't get me wrong, I hope WWE has this incredible concept, and it blows my mind. I absolutely want that to happen, because I want good storylines. I'm a fan. I don't want anybody to do badly. But it all just seems, well, actually, I'm in two minds, and then I'm going to get your, I want your thoughts as well. So I'm in two minds. One, it feels ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, you had to do something. I'd much rather you came up with an idea and tried than just give me a show like you did this week when nothing happened. <laughs> two tweets, two tweets have given me more reason to tune into Raw than a three-hour show six days ago. This is ago. true. This is true because Raw this week left us with no reason why we should tune in on Monday. So I guess having Roman tweet that out that's saying, hey, I'm going to be on Monday, um, it's going to make fans interested. Like, why the hell are you going there when you're supposed to be on SmackDown fighting Shane? Me, I don't know. Maybe he's going to beat up Shane on Raw and help the Miz out. Who knows? Because apparently Shane is, you know, on two brands as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll I only signed up for Becky being on both shows, not Shane and... I, I do love Roman, but not Roman either. Just you're gonna do a superstar shakeup, leave the wrestlers in their brands and just leave it at that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I am curious. I am gonna I am gonna watch, but it's just as of now, you know, I am very s- skeptical on how this is all gonna play out because what? again uh-huh. I again uh, Vince has not given us a reason to trust him with it when it comes to storylines. You're right. That's such a good point as well. Because as much as I was always defend them and say, well, at least they're doing something, at least they're doing something. You're right. There's no, there's, there is no reason to believe this will lead somewhere or it won't change before Monday. Because that's clearly what we've been seeing. But let's say, Dora, right, I'm going to give you the WWE book. I'm going to give it to you. You can write whatever you want in this book. So now you've worked yourself... <laughs> You've worked yourself into an angle where Roman Reigns is threatened to go to Raw, been told by management, no, you're not. But obviously, within the narrative, he's still going to go. Let's ignore the fact, and we shouldn't, but we will. Let's ignore the fact (laughs) that he only just left Raw. What would you like to see him do that would pique your interest? I mean, in another week's time, we don't have to rely on bizarre social media skits to tune into the show. And we can do so simply because... 
you know the 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 TV that we saw was was enough to to to, to yeah pull us back in. You can do whatever you want. It can be crazy. You can bring people back from the dead. Like you could do whatever. You, what does Roman Reigns do on Raw for you as a fan, not for everybody else? For you as a fan, in order to make you go, here we go, boys. Here we go, girls. We're back, and we're going to do something really interesting. Mm, that's tough because because basically. Roman has, he, he ran his course on Raw, so it's kind of hard to at least book him with anyone on Raw, because we've seen him with pretty much the same six guys for the last year. Um, I don't know, maybe finally turn him heel, like an actual good heel, where he's, d- granted, you know, he did come back from cancer, we don't want to boo him right now, because it he did, he did put up a good fight, he beat cancer, but... In wrestling terms, make him a heel. Have him. He's he's be still being booed. Still give us a reason why to boo him. Maybe attack well Seth Rollins, but then again, Seth Rollins is a better heel than a babyface. Um. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. It is tough. That's why I'm excited. You <laughs> see. I mean, it, it could just be. It literally what could have happened as well. I think we do have to address it. This literally could be Vince McMahon had an idea. Roman Reigns tweeted, and they went, "Oh no, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it." So uh, you know, I I don't know. But it was just hilarious. This was actually happening. And I will say as well, Roman Reigns is not uh, you know unlike a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte or a, uh, I can't think of a. Or anyway, they'll, they'll do. I was going to get another example. Roman Reigns is not a big tweeter. You know, Roman Reigns no. is a company tweeter. That sounds weird, but I think he you know he he gets all his uh, social media through wwe which is cool but this means something and look i tell you what i look, i'm all right with it as much as i hate the brands bit being shot in the foot i really really do it's the one thing I, that I, I do can, basically it's the one thing i can't I don't know why I just can't move past it. I guess everybody gets a bee in their bonnet about something, and mine is the brand split. If, I tell you what it is, because I know come Survivor Series they'll be going Raw versus Smack. They'll be like, "No bull crap," because you've already proven to me time and time again it doesn't matter. Exactly. So, so okay, well there we go. So yeah, in case you don't know, this is going to go up Sunday morning. Uh, turn the clock back to um, uh, yeah, twenty four hours ago. Pretty much as we're doing this, this is all happening. As I, I, I it just happened to have tw- Twitter open. On my uh, on my thing, so we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see what goes on. But Roman Reigns is going to do something on Raw. Right, let's talk about the things I actually wanted to talk about before we got blindsided. I just right. I just want your opinions. Loads of news happened uh, this week. The coolest thing is uh, a couple of things with, with with Chris Jericho actually. So one, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega appeared at an indie show. I don't know whether you saw that, Dora. I did see something about that on Reddit, but I I just saw that. Uh, Kenny Omega jumped Jericho at a show, but I didn't really read into it or um, watch the video that was posted because I was still half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. It was very early. I mean, that's, ba- that's basically it. Cody Rhodes was on a show, um, and at the very end of it, Chris Jericho. And also, this is an independent show. There's only 300 people in attendance. But afterwards, Chris Jericho appeared from nowhere. He attacked their champion with a chair. The lights went out again. And Kenny Omega came out. And I would strongly implore everybody to track down the video if you want to see fans absolutely losing their mind. Like, it's, it's really quite wonderful. And um, the reason I wanted to bring up... I, the second part I say is let's just tie all the Chris Jericho news into one. Uh, this broke, um, I literally think, about... Do I have a timestamp on this? Um, no, I don't. That's annoyingly. But I mean, literally within the last five or ten minutes, uh, Chris Jericho is also returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We don't know what he's going to do, but at Dominion, he is going to fight 
basically, uh, New Japan put a video up, literally just saying Chris Jericho challenges for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on June 9th in Dominion. That's it. That that that's all we know. So. Uh, just a few things that might, what I wanted to talk to you about though is given all the slump with the WWE that we talked about my big overwhelming thing uh, and loads of people come at me about AEW saying oh you're just a big fanboy <laughs> and I'm like no really I just get excited about wrestling but it's, I think it's doing things like this and I understand that Kenny Omega and Jericho will do this less when AEW takes off properly but I think doing things like this creates such a good will with the fans that you know, as they try and build their product and try to build their audience, this will only help. Because right now it kind of feels like it's WWE versus the fans. Like there's a lot of back and forth. Whereas AEW guys, who are big stars, again, I saw the crazy people going crazy for them, will turn up to tiny shows in the middle of nowhere just to have a good time. So I guess my question to you is, again, let me know what your kind of love for New Japan and AEW is, but also... Do you think this is going to help them going forward? Because I absolutely think it does. It endears me to them. It makes me like them more. And it's not like I hated them to begin with. Right. Yeah. No, I think this is I think this is good hype for um, AEW. It's like it's getting fans more interested in the product. Like now that we we saw Kenny Omega, you know, jump Jericho. Now people are going to want to tune into Double or Nothing to see see their match. They're. um I think they're doing really good with the promoting it. Granted, um, granted, lately they've been a little. Um, they haven't been promoting it as much. Like they haven't been showing up to indie shows and doing the surprises. But I, th- the New Japan stuff, I think it's really cool. I I did see that um, that that video that New Japan put up for Jericho. Um, I guess challenging the challenging for the title and i actually got excited um i i haven't seen the um i haven't seen today's uh the show new japan show today i saw the one i finished watching the one on friday with ishimori and um dragon lee this morning so i haven't watched i i don't know who won between okada and um sonata so i don't so I don't know if Okada's still champion, but hopefully he still is. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't spoil it because it's, it's, it's new, but I won't spoil it. Yeah. So, no, I mean, this is all interesting. Like, I do really like the fact that Jericho still has his contract with New Japan because it's it's going to give AEW more, I guess, more people interested in the product because we see people are going to see Jericho in New Japan and they're, they're gonna be like, oh hey, he's isn't he signed with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm very excited for AEW. I am very excited to see to see them succeed. I hope they succeed. No, me too. Because this is gonna be good competition for WWE. It's gonna kick Vince in the ass and make him actually, hopefully, make him actually realize that hey. Our product sucks, and we need to step up our game. So, so I'm very excited for AEW. I'm hoping that they succeed. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, I did a, um, I did a video about that for for what culture today, which this is why why AEW is good for, uh, is good for um, uh, WWE, and that that's it. Like, we need a new WCW. Like, when was when was WWE at their hottest? When that was exactly. when that was going on. Yeah, because right as of right now, since WCW has gone under, WWE really hasn't had competition. Like you've noticed, they've been coasting for the last few years. 
on their storylines because they're like, oh, hey, we're WWE. We're the brand that everyone's going to go to. We're the biggest wrestling promoter in the world, so we can do whatever we want. Nothing's going to threaten us because, granted, when if you look when TNA started, they didn't really care. They didn't really seem to be, like, scared of TNA. They're really... They really don't care about New Japan or Ring of Honor because before they used to let their superstars go if they wanted a release. And right now they would have done their spring cleaning and would have released a good handful of wrestlers. But since AEW's around now, they want to hoard all their wrestlers. And and now it's it does seem like they're a little worried about AEW because our, their wrestlers are interested on jump to jump ship so hopefully this lights a fire under their ass when it comes to the storyline wise and gives us actual stories that we want to invest in yeah that's what we're missing right we don't we don't have that's the problem we don't have like what story are you invested in at the moment it really doesn't exist so i'm hoping that basically the dream right now i mean the dream is that wwe this weird twitter angle somehow manages to uh (laughs) somehow manages to come up with something but you know the other dream is that aw kind of proves that there is still a thirst for pro wrestling the audience hasn't gone away the audience is just we're looking for something different. Exactly. Something new. Exactly. And if they start saying, hey, look, the, the audience will watch when you give them something to watch, then WWE has no excuse. They can't go, oh, well, it's because of this and it's because of that. No, it's because people don't want to watch you, man. That's it. Right. That is it. So, no, I, 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 I'm excited. I know I'm not allowed to be. The internet tells me that every day, but I am. <laughs> I, I am excited. I think you're right. I think, you know, having this brawl, uh, on an indie show in America, and then Chris Jericho being on New Japan on the same day. All it does, this is like you said, they'd gone quiet, which I think may have been intentional over WrestleMania because that's a really difficult thing to try and cut through. Whereas now, again, we've got the whole internet talking about Omega and Jericho at this show. Now everyone's going, oh my gosh, and Chris Jericho's going to fight, insert New Japan champion here at Dominion. And, <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll say this, minor spoiler, it is a match that I, for one, have wanted to see for a while and one that we've never seen. And Chris Jericho having his name attached to that is just going to get more people Googling him. It's going to get more people looking at All Elite Wrestling. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time, and I, I think it will help WWE. I really, really do. Right now... Again, I, I want stars, as we've talked about, but stars take a while to build. So before that, I just want a good storyline. Even if we have to go back to the nonsense we were doing in the Attitude Era, like the one I always talk about is Kai and Ty versus Val Venus. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but do you know what? The, the thing is, as silly as it sounds, and I, I never actually cared, but at least... When, remember it. Yeah, but at least I tuned in going, well, I wonder... I wonder if, you know, I wonder if they'll chop off his penis. Like, that was my question. Like, at least, at least there was a cliffhanger, right? At least there yeah. was a cliffhanger. So, at least, yeah. We wanted to see if, you know, he still had his penis or not. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't advocate going back for that, but, you know. It, but, but let, I mean, I would say right now, someone that's in a similar position to Foul Venus back then would be, I'd say Finn Balor's a little bigger. But Finn Balor, right, that's his... That's his kind of role, like mid-card, upper-mid-card, consistency yeah. guy. And Finn Balor is far more talented than Val Venus. No disrespect to Val Venus. Oh, oh yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, but <laughs> right now, to tune into SmackDown, all I know is, is that he may have another match with Andrade because they both beat each other once. That's not fun. I'm not saying that we need stupid storylines, but it's just a bit meh, isn't it? Like, it's not, It doesn't really set the world on fire. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, I'm good... You- 
I'm glad you brought up Finn because why is he in the Money in the Bank match? He's the IC champion. He should be defending his title on the pay-per-view. But no, we're just going to chuck him in the... Granted, I am very excited that he is in this match because I think he... I, I he is one of my picks to win, but I, he should be defending his title. And he wasn't even was I don't even think he was on SmackDown this week. I, if I, I, I forget, I won't lie. I, I don't yeah, I, think, I, I I can't remember either because again, I was tuning out. He was in that tag team match, and the reason oh, that's right. The reason I hated the tag team match is because they did the exact same thing on Raw. They yeah. just they just took all the money in the back. as you said earlier, this year's effort when it comes to money in the bank participants has been weak. Zero. Has been weak. A, we'll just put them in a match without any kind of story and B, we'll just have them fight each other in tag matches and it'll be the good guys versus the bad guys. Weak. Weak. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, right, the other thing I want to talk about as well is a bit of a different one, but I actually, I'd be intrigued by your perspective. Uh, obviously, Goldberg is back in WWE. He's heading to the Saudi Arabia show, which has been concerned for June. I think it's June 9th or something like that, but surprise, surprise, they're going back June to Saudi 7th. Arabia. June 7th. Thank you. Um, it should surprise nobody. Uh, morally, it's terrible. Uh, the more I read about it, the more I can't. Uh, the thing that really got me this time, aside from everything else, is the memo that's apparently already gone around saying, remember, you can't talk about Sami Zayn on the show. And I'm like, oh my days. Oh, God. Uh, but the reason I wanted to talk to you, and I, I don't like sort of gender specifying, but you're always going to have a better opinion than I because you are female and I'm male obviously the other thing is we're not going to get any women on this show um obviously I can I think that's deplorable anyway because it's 2019 and what what you know I don't what on earth but you know as you know as a female WWE fan aside from everything else we've talked about surely that turns you off massively well okay for one I don't appreciate that trash being on my birthday Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday, June seventh. So I don't appreciate oh, no. that trash the worst. on my birthday. <laughs> but second of all, like you know, what? I'm not surprised that the women aren't going over. I mean, it would have been it would have been false hope if I was. Like, it's obvious that Saudi Arabia would not want women there. And granted, you know, it's it's their culture, their religion. I, I can't really criticize on that, even though being an American, we have different views on that. But if, if we're still going to do all these Saudi Arabia shows, it just still give us like an evolution or a queen of the ring. Give, give the female wrestlers something because it's just one. It's BS that they're going over there because Granted, all all the political and morally wrong stuff over there. And so you're going to not pay your women to, or I don't know if they, I don't know if they pay them or not to go, if they're not going. But still, it's one of those things where it sucks not seeing them being able to wrestle because, because it would be an historic event. But I, it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know what, I I can be mad as much as I want, but nothing's going to change. Yeah, it's true. No, that's fair. That, that's very, very fair. Um, 
I just, I, I think the thing for me, and the reason I obviously I wanted to talk talk to you about it is, mm. it, it's very jarring to have a company that's like, oh, women's revolution, evolution, and then, but we'll go over to a country that doesn't support that. It's just, yeah, you know, those two things don't, they just don't, they just don't click. I mean, they, they, they really, really don't. And it's, I, I the just. Saudi, I, the Saudi Arabia deal makes it, it just shows how much of a hypocrite WWE is exactly, when it comes yeah. to money. They can say that, oh, women's evolution and all the charitable events and um, associations there and all the charities that they do, but then they go to Saudi Arabia because they're being paid all this money and just to look the other way. It just shows how big of a hypocrite they are. Mm, Yeah, that's it. That's my thing. And it it really, you know, for me especially is – I want to like WWE, right? I'm a fan. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like anything in entertainment. Like, I like the Avengers and I like Batman. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to like these things. And I, I still, I'm not going to pretend that I don't like WWE because, I, you know, well, I actually know, you know what? I probably don't like WWE. And I, realistically, I probably would have tuned out by now if, you know, I didn't review it every, I don't know if that's true or not. My point being is they make it very hard for you to like them in the moment. That's exactly. my point. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just, um, I just, it's just sometimes, you know, you, you can go too far. I saw on Twitter the other day, it was quite, I'm going to say it's amusing, but amusing in a ironic way, I suppose, that somebody said to, to Dave Meltzer, you know, do you think at the time, if Hitler had paid oh, WWE enough money and, and Dave Meltzer got, they would have 100% would have gone. And I kind of thought that's a bit much, Dave. But then I thought to myself, what evidence do I have that they wouldn't have gone? Exactly. Maybe Come they, on. yeah, maybe they've go. They went to Saudi Arabia even after the um the horrible events with the journalists. That, yeah, exactly, that exactly. Which is it's a fascist. I mean, that's fascism. It's oh, there's a bunch of words you could throw at it, but you know, when that happens, you're like, maybe they would have gone to Nazi Germany. Obviously, again, talking about when it's always more specific to the person as someone that of you know of Jewish heritage, I'm like shit man <laughs> like they probably would have done and then you start oh man it just opens a whole bag of worms and really, yeah when i'm watching something fun i don't want politics to come into it unless i'm tuning in for some kind of political i don't know debate or whatever the right word would be i don't know i can't think of the right thing but it, i really don't like it when those two paths cross because i feel like it puts it, it really puts you in a difficult position where you're like what what is this man like what are we doing yeah because morally you know it's wrong but you kind of want to watch it for the entertainment. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. You don't want to know what they're doing behind the scenes, almost. Right. Like that's why I. Well, I only saw the Greatest Royal Rumble. I didn't watch Crown Jewel, but you can tell by the. It, you can tell when they were doing the Greatest Royal Rumble just how stupid they were trying to make it seem. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like they were trying to mask the fact that yeah, we're in Saudi Arabia. This is you know. This country does all these things, but we're just going to make this stupid, especially the Royal Rumble part, and get wrestlers to be to pretend they're they're Yokozuna, <laughs> just just to overshadow everything. Yeah, yeah, just for just for money, which I get. Yeah. Money is important. I understand it, but sure, there's a. I can only look at it from my my personal. You know, my personal vantage point i'm like sometimes you you, you don't need the money going uh, how do you feel about goldberg going back because i love goldberg like goldberg's one of my one of my I favorites lo- i do like goldberg i just uh just like when Shawn michaels came out of retirement it's just like 
really, guys? It's, it's <laughs> really. Well, I think the difference is, is that Goldberg can get away with like three minutes, right? Goldberg yeah. can get in the ring with someone, spear him, jackhammer, and everyone, oh, I got what I wanted. But you can't do that with Shawn Michaels because we expect more. I still can't believe that Shawn Michaels had that match. I was thinking about oh. this the other day. I don't think it affects his legacy because I've never bought into that line of thinking. But I am astounded that he came back to do that match. It doesn't even feel real. I never real. watched that match, so the, so that doesn't count in my memory. <laughs> exactly, it's not in your books. <laughs> you didn't watch it. You didn't miss much. Actually, saying that, Crown Jewel. But it, so the thing is, I say Crown Jewel was hilarious. It was only hilarious because of all the hoopla around it. Like it, mm-hmm. it was awful to begin with because of everything with the with the journalists and Saudi Arabia in general. But then you had Shane McMahon winning tournaments from nowhere <laughs> and Brock Lesnar, you know, winning titles after beating the crap out of Braun Strowman. It was just like the the worst flame event ever. It was like, what can we do to piss everybody off? It's just yeah. like it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But hey ho, uh, that's wrestling for you. But I, it's it's another strange one because. I want to see Goldberg in these kind of situations. I would just much rather it wasn't this situation. I'm surprised he's going too. Like, I'm not going to judge anybody. I don't know how much money he's being paid. I don't know what he's going to do with that money. He being be- he may be being paid $3 million and he may be about to give it all to charity. So I don't like sitting here on my high horse going, because I've seen a lot of people going, I can't believe Goldberg would do this. Well, we don't know. We- I don't know the ins and outs. But I think it's awful that you can now book somebody on a wrestling show. And it does create those conversations. Because as we've just said, that's not what I want. I don't watch wrestling for that. That's not what I want. Right. Yeah. You don't want to see your um, wrestlers coming out of retirement. And and in the back of your head thinking, God, how much did they pay them with this dirty money just to come out of retirement? Like, you don't want that. Because every time a wrestler comes out of retirement, you you want to be excited. You want to be excited to see someone you grew up watching have at least one more match. But when it comes to events like this, that hey, they're coming out of retirement just to go to Saudi Arabia, you don't want that. You don't want to think like, how much are they really paying you to do this? Like, yeah, yeah, you. It's something you don't want to think about because you want to keep that memory of. Your, your favorite wrestler as one thing and not them being bought out. You know what I mean? Mm, no, I, I totally agree. And again, we, we like you, you mentioned, we've now moved away from what's happening on the TV and we're talking about what's happening away from the TV because what else can we do? We can't do anything else. Um, anyway, I, I do, unfortunately, I understand this is a very negative episode of the podcast. I apologize. <laughs> but it's just one of those weeks, and that is going to continue because we didn't talk about this in the week. All the Leo Rush and Luke Harper stuff, which I have found absolutely... This is some of the most interesting fallout from a backstage incident I've, I've, I think I've ever seen. I mean, there's other ones too, but certainly recently. So just to catch everybody up to speed, uh, Luke Harper wanted his release. He's been told, A, you're not getting it, and B, we're now going to add some months onto your, onto your deal because of your injuries. If you don't know, WWE can do that. If you are injured, you basically freeze your contract. So say you've got two years left, you're out for six months. It's two years from when you come back. Those six months don't count. And the reason... Luke Harper asked for his release because he was told he was going to be in a program with Sami Zayn. That got cancelled. Then he found out that Vince McMahon wasn't a big fan of him and, and pulled him out of, I guess, again, the Sami Zayn thing as well as something else. And then as for Leo Rush, obviously he's been very vocal that he doesn't appreciate how he's being treated backstage. Uh, that he feels like he deserves more, that he turned down a big contract, and that if WWE doesn't like it, they should fire him. I mean, it's, 
it's I'm amazed he's still there. But again, this ties into what we were talking about AEW. They're so worried about firing anybody like they used to do when they did the cull. I would imagine yeah. they'll, they'll go to the ends of the earth before they do that. But it, it, we're kind of living in this world now where, again, this is what I wanted to talk about here because I think it segues quite nicely. That Luke Harper and Leo Rush story is far more interesting than anything I've seen on Raw or SmackDown. And I genuinely will refresh you know, new sites sort of more maybe than I would have otherwise because I'm so intrigued about is there going to be a story about so-and-so being fired? What's going to happen with Luke Harper? And then as outside of that, back on the fan side, I cannot believe that they don't feel that they should do more with Luke Harper. Luke Harper is fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's a great big man. Yeah, and, and, and you know, he can he, he, he can do more than WWE's allowed him up to this point. I think it's one of those things, because Vince McMahon's only ever seen him as a Wyatt member, and because he was booked as a quiet guy, it's now like, oh, he's just a quiet guy. Nah, man, he's a crazy person. I've seen his indie stuff as Harper Lee or whatever his name is. This is nuts. So the, the thing, I, you weigh in as well, Dora, like, you've been watching wrestling a long time, like you said, 1992 or 94, whichever one yeah. it was. What... How do we how do we move past where we're more interested in all this nonsense about Leo Rush and getting back to the storylines? And also, give me a take on, on the Leo Rush thing, too, because I've seen a lot of people going back and forth. I, I know that Leo Rush did an interview with Fightful, which I couldn't believe as well. Whoever does interviews with wrestling news uh, sites after they've you know got gossip, uh, gossip beef on the... But he defended himself, and he's like, no, man, this is, this is how I see myself. And if you know if, if they're not going to pay me and they're not going to treat me the right way, I will. I want out, which is just, yeah. just confident to say the least. Um, yeah, that Leo Rush thing. When it first started, when it first came out, it just made it seem like he was a little cocky, arrogant, little piece of shit. That's just like, no, I can do whatever I want, and it's going to be my way, or or you know, it's just going to be my way. But the more everything's coming out, it's just we it's two sides of the coin. Like we're seeing W we're seeing um, these wrestling sites saying that it's because he's bringing back he's bringing his family on the road and he's being disrespectful. and He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do that. <laughs> and then you get the interview with Fightful that say where he's telling his side of the story and. He's saying that he's not being paid enough, that he can't support his family, and I didn't. I actually didn't read it. Um, I I got the bullet points from um, actually the video from What Culture that went up today about um, he, they were. Uh, I think it was Andy Murray that was talking about this um, this interview, and it was yeah, it was basically Leo Rush saying that he wasn't being paid enough that to be able to support his family and be on the road and he's not getting um paid for all the um all the merchandise that is all the merchandise that he has with Bobby Lashley and he's not getting he's not being booked on like access access events with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> that, that that was really strange to me because that they would to me were a pair, right? They were a pair. Right. Exactly. Like you like back in the day when when Ted DiBiase was doing something you'd want to see Virgil there as well. Um it's not it so so when Bobby Lashley's being booked, you want to see Leo Rush there. Yeah. So I yeah, I get it. So it's one of those things where you know, you have two sides of two sides of the story and it's just it is what it is and 
And I get where Leo Rush is coming from, like, and I get where Luke Harper's coming from. It's just like when it's just like when you're at a job and you just you don't like being there anymore and you, you see that you're not being promoted, you're not being paid enough, what are you gonna do? You're gonna find somewhere else to go, you're gonna quit your job. That's basically what they wanna do. But it just with in Luke Harper's case, it just shows you how petty WWE is and they're like, no, we're not going to release you. And on top of that, we're just going to add on the months that you were out on injury. <laughs> so, I'm like, I, I kind of, I get it, right? That's business. Yeah. And, and if you don't like it, don't sign the deal. But it doesn't mean it's a nice thing to do. Because I, no. I, I, I see that on social media. Well, he shouldn't have signed the deal. You're right. He shouldn't have. But how about we judge it on what it is as opposed to what it what it could be? Um, right. I, 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 Because as well, I said this on that Y video too, is... If you really, if you, if Vince McMahon, who was in charge of that, really thinks nothing of Luke Harper, and okay, that's his opinion. It's hard to argue with Vince McMahon, very successful. But if you think he's nothing, then why do you care if he goes out and it works right. one way? Either you're correct and he goes out there and he doesn't do anything, or he goes out there, becomes a star, and you could probably entice him back with all the money in the world. So it's a win-win. I, you know, I think kind of firing shots is is not the way to do it. Right. Like if I'm Luke Harper and I hear that Vince doesn't like me and he doesn't he didn't like the fact that I can't do a southern accent and he thinks I'm boring and I'm not going to be used. Why am I going to be there anymore? Yeah. Like I like I can I can go somewhere to an indie event and make money there. Grant, granted, I'm not going to be making the exact the amounts of money that WWE would pay me, but at least I'm going to be doing what I like like to do. Mm. And so that's why I I understand why he wants his release. But again, it just shows you how petty WWE can be when it comes to super uh, to their wrestlers and how they, they are the competition right now. Right, because they did the same thing with Neville. Like Neville wanted to leave, and they just froze his contract. And it seems like they're gonna do the exact same thing to Sasha Banks. So I mean, I yeah, it's one of those things where. You, or again, it's just like WWE really showing your stripes here. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where it's AEW going to indie events, endearing themselves to the fans. Mm-hmm. WWE almost are odd with fans, and they don't want to do that. You don't want to be that. Bad PR can be the death knell. Like, it really, really, yeah. really can. You've got to be smart with it. I also I have an update for you, Dora, about, okay. the, um, about the Roman Reigns tweet. Oh, so this is literally <laughs> dropped. This dropped 27 minutes ago. So according to PW Insider... WWE has now officially spot, officially cancelled Monday SmackDown line event in Kentucky. The decision was made over the last several days, obviously confirmed today, and it has been done because they are sending several SmackDown stars to Raw to help with the build for Money in the Bank. And oh my! <laughs> and this is all because of the rating drop last week. So, Brett, look, the, the best thing about this is is at least come, what, uh, one, uh, was it midnight? Whatever the hell Raw ends in America these days. It ends like 3 a.m. over here. But <laughs> when that comes, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. The brand split is dead. There's no two. They've screwed yeah. this brand split up so much, that's dead. But let's face it, the brand split was crap this year anyway, so screw it. Let's shoot it in the head and move on. But yeah, so we, we're now going all in with this. I don't know why, but boy, howdy, am I excited now. This is going to be hilarious. Yeah, now it got really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it got really interesting because now I want to see who's going to show up on Raw and why exactly they're going to show up on Raw. Yeah, what the hell are they going to do? What the hell are right. they going to do? Oh, I don't know. But, I don't know. 
let's see if they carry this on to SmackDown and the weeks leading up to Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, they have to now. Don't if you start starting stuff and dropping it again, I will be mad. WWE, I can't handle that either. <laughs> Uh, before we move off the individual talents too, what's your take on the Dean Ambrose situation? Did you see his video announcing I that did. he's John Moxley again? I did. I, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm. I. I. I really am happy for him. He's one of the ones that was able to, you know, leave WWE. It's well, at least it seems he left WWE. I know people are saying that it's still a work, but um, no, I'm happy for him, and it. It really seemed like he wasn't really into his run in WWE towards the end. Um, it just seemed like he was phoning it in to me half of the time. So if this is making him excited, happy that he's back as John Moxley, then go for it. Then I'm happy for him. I never watched any of his John Moxley matches. I heard that they were very brutal. Yeah, like almost uh, for me, some of them are almost unwatchable. Uh, that not in a bad way, just because I don't like deathmatch wrestling. That's not my thing. Yeah. But when you know him as Dean Ambrose and you go and watch John Moxley, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is crazy. The man is, he's got something inside of him. I mean, in a positive way. Like, he's got something that I just yeah. don't even understand. So, Look, if this is going to make him happy, then then good. Good. That's all you want. And that's all you want for someone, for your wrestler, for them to be happy, to love what they're doing. And if he's going back to do to do this and he's happy while he's doing this, then more prior to him. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And on that positive note, Dora, let's finish this podcast positively. What's your favorite thing going on in WWE right now? I mean, you know, I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll throw things out there myself. I actually quite, I know people go crazy. I quite like Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Don't know why, just I do. Too. Yeah, I just think... I'm not saying they're going to get in the ring and have a five-star classic, but it feels like a different feud. Lacey Evans doesn't back down. She's not a cowardly heel. And, you know, Becky Lynch also stands up to her. I yeah, think I over, like Lacey Evans. I do. I think over the last few weeks, she's come across as quite a strong, decent character. Like, I think she's yeah. all right. I like her. I mean, I like I like her because, well, I did, I did listen to the Lillian, Lillian Garcia's podcast with um, – when when she was on there and that really made me like her more just to hear her background and the things that she struggled with. Um, but yeah, like even in NXT, I was starting to like her character. Uh, and now that she is on raw, I think at first I was like, why are they pushing her into this match? You know, she's still too green, but now that I think about now that it's going, I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, this is very, I'm actually getting into this. Yeah, I think as well, because after WrestleMania, I always want brand new things. And I don't really feel like I've got that. But this feels different to me. This, not in a bad way either. Like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder where it's going to go. Yeah. Like, Becky's storyline, I freaking love Becky Lynch. I think I really (laughs) loved her. I loved her, um... I loved her the man storyline. I'm very dis- I'm kind of disappointed that she's like after Mania it's kind of fizzled out a little bit. Yeah, it has, yeah. That's fair. It has uh, but you know it kind of has to before it builds up again. I guess if you think about it that way. But I'm very happy that she is she's a champ she, she for Raw and SmackDown. I don't I don't know how I feel about her having to defend the belts 
twice in one pay-per-view, especially being the that she's defending the SmackDown one against Charlotte. I love Charlotte. I think she's one of the best female wrestlers ever. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I don't understand all this hate she gets. She's brilliant. Right. She's brilliant. But she's brilliant. But I don't know if I want to see another Becky Lynch and Charlotte match because we've seen it for the last few, like almost a year since, summer, since SummerSlam of last year. We've seen it constantly. And it's one of those things where let someone else be the challenger for SmackDown and let this feud die down a little bit so we can pick this feud back up, say, six months from now when we're building up for WrestleMania again. I think I was all, I like the idea of building a whole year to seeing Charlotte versus Becky again. I thought that would have been awesome done well. I know a lot of people rolled their eyes, but I, thought, I don't know. I think that that's like Steve Austin and The Rock to me. Not to the same right. level because it's not, but that's not to do with them. That's to do the state of WWE, as we've talked about for the last 50 minutes or so. But I thought there was something in there. Now that they're hot-shotting it, again, rumors, speculation, who knows? You know, apparently it's because they have a better, not a better, well, they do have a better idea for Becky Lynch, or at least a different idea. Hence why now they've decided to you know shoot that match early my worry is i don't want to see becky lynch lose those two titles right now yeah no i think i think becky in order to build her up still to be this huge mega star she should still keep those two titles at least till SummerSlam. she should be she sh- she should be the dominant female wrestler on both rosters mm. until SummerSlam. yeah and so we get into until so they're able to build up another either face or heel to beat Becky at SummerSlam to actually dethrone her. I agree. Cause if you, if she loses a week Sunday, two weeks Sunday, whenever it is, it's just going to feel uh, like, so we didn't, right. we didn't, you know, you can get away with that sometimes, but because the support is still in her corner, you want to build, 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 then take it away. It's like, Oh, you son of a gun. You know, now I'm going to tune in to hopefully see her get her revenge. And because she's got both belts, you can kind of be a bit more interesting with it. Maybe she keeps one and loses another. And then she's watching her back for the money in the bank person. It's like, it's a really cool situation where you can have the baby face in peril, but she's also still a champion. And I like that because that's not usually what we do. If she loses that money in the bank, especially if she loses both, let's face it, it could happen. I, I, I just think I don't, I don't. I think I've seen the Becky Lynch chasing the title so much. Again, much like we said, going back Roman Reigns jumping back to Raw so quick. It's yeah. too. It's too quick. It's too quick. I need. I need to just enjoy Becky Lynch as champion because I had that for six months, and now I just want to enjoy it. Right now, I want to see her reign. I want to see her reign over all the rest of the female roster and be this dominant force. I don't want it to be taken away from me so early that. It's just be like, why did you do this to us, WWE? But then again, you know, this is WWE. They will <laughs> put it past them. No, I wouldn't. And like, like I said, I cannot wait to see what they do in, in a couple of days' time. So fair play to them in that extent. Yeah. You've got me, WWE. Even after one of the worst fours I've ever seen, you still managed to get them. So <laughs> fair play. Fair play. Oh, dear. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun being a wrestling fan. You absolutely oh, yeah, never it know it's going to work. Uh, Doris, anything else you want to throw out there or talk about before we start to wrap this up? Um, no, not that I can think of. 
Well, that's good. That, actually, think, before we do, so I, I, yeah. I, I always check news sites before I go, just in case I came up. Ronda Rousey did an interview recently. What's your opinions on Ronda Rousey? Because now she's gone, I find a lot of the naysayers have come out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I thought Ronda Rousey was brilliant. I thought that was a badass year run. And I'm happy that she's, not happy that she's gone away, but I'm happy she could walk away with her head held high. I had a great time with Ronda Rousey. I thought she kicked ass. I thought Ronda was pretty good. I thought this was a like this was one of the best rookie years that a wrestler can have. Yeah. And I think that be, it, I think that she was actually pretty decent in the ring for not wrestling so for that long. Um her granted her mic skills weren't the greatest. <laughs> but she she she, mar- she marched to her own drum, I would say. Yeah, but I think that's cuz she has a speech impediment from what I hear. So, which is, would be understandable why her mic skills aren't the greatest. Mm. But I think she was actually pretty good. Like I, I didn't hate her, but she, I, I wasn't. I'm not gonna say that she was my favorite. I did like seeing her in the ring, though. I did like her matches. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. You know, I think that's again, that's another problem with wrestling. It sometimes it's all or nothing. You are allowed right. to just go, yeah, it was good, and <laughs> that's all right. You don't yeah. have to go crazy with it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know if I don't know how much I like her breaking kayfabe on like online though. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it felt a bit like a hot shot angle. Now we've come out the other side. Yeah, it's just like, come on. We all know, like, we all know re- wrestling is fake. The storylines are fake, but you don't have to tell us this. Like, w- like, don't just stop. Stop ruining this for all of us <laughs> it's true it is true it is true you know oh i don't know it, i, I kind of liked it because again it inspired debate but i didn't like it because now we, we didn't get anything out of it we really didn't right. we didn't get anything out of it whatsoever yeah oh dear it's fun it's fun okay cool uh, i think i think we nailed everything what a fun episode that was things were breaking as we were talking yeah that's, it that's was a, so i just kept refreshing news sites oh no what if what if there's another update we don't know about <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like I said, we recorded this on the Saturday. It will go up on the Sunday, which means tomorrow you can find out what the hell is going on with Roman Reigns and WWE and the fact that the Raw roster is about to be invaded by SmackDown. Two weeks after we did a Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Dora, I want to thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Thank you for having me. That'd be very welcome. You have to come on again. Uh, and as always, uh, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's free. You can do that. Just look for the Miller Report rules on there. Oh, I think if you type my name into the Google, uh, the Google, the YouTube, the Google, it, the Google, it'll come up with me. <laughs> Check out my new podcast, Why with Simon Miller, uh, patreon.com forward to Simon316. Of course, if you are listening to this on the day it goes live, 8 p.m. BST this evening, head on over to Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel and you can see my comeback wrestling match. And who I don't even know if it was good or not. Not going to lie. I have no idea. It's all a blur to me now, but we'll all know in a few hours' time. Dora, thank you so much again. Thank you, no problem. And we will talk to you all again very soon. 